I want to welcome everybody to Radio Arizona RV, and this is episode number 35. And today's episode is going to be about tools that you'd want to keep in your RV toolbox and also some smaller items to help with needed repairs. Maybe if you're out on the road or camping, something basically if a store isn't open or you don't have access to a store, someplace where you can buy some things for a needed repair. So it's pretty basic stuff, but the tools are the big push here. You can really highlight the tools that um, will make your life easier if you carry them in an RV. But again, this is Eric Stark with the RV Maintenance and Education Show at Radio Arizona RV. And you can look listen to all of our episodes at RadioArizonaRV.com. And of course, there's a www in front of that. I exclude it because everybody should know by now that you don't need to type in the www. Now, as a reminder, many people are getting into the camping mode and maybe planning their spring and summer vacations. And at ArizonaRVPartCenter.com, we have an item that's pretty cool. We sell a lot of these. It's a 45-gallon freshwater storage tank. And if you go to the search bar and type in 45GAL, as in 45-gallon, just 45GAL, it'll bring it up. And these things are pretty slick. We sell them on the internet, we sell them in our store, and we sell a lot of them. So they're a must-have items for the people who are out dry camping or in a situation where they want some extra water. It's a collapsible folding water tank. It folds up to about the size of a shoebox when it's empty. Pretty slick little item. Now, back to today's episode, episode number 35, about the RV tools that you would want to keep or tools you'd want to keep in your RV and your RV toolbox or toolkit, if you will. Now, this episode is not my idea. Um, it came from Carl, a listener who sent me an email and had this and some other suggestions. And I thought this is a pretty good idea because this is pretty much how I travel. You know, I do a lot of four wheel driving of motorcycles in the past, dirt bikes and ATVs. And there's always certain things I would carry with me. And today with my four wheel drive truck, there's always certain things in it. Now, I'm not going to rebuild, able to rebuild an engine out on a dirt trail somewhere, but I can certainly um, do some other repairs or help someone if need be. And that's the other thing. Sometimes you have tools that you might never use, but if you loan them out to someone and it saves their day or you have to be driving down the road and they need some help and you can assist them because you have the tools, you're a hero and you feel good about yourself, you know, and then you save someone else's day and, and they're going to love you for it. So it's not just about yourself. It's about other fellow RVers as well. So it's a very nice thing when you have the right tools at the right time and some other little things, um, parts and pieces to help you in a situation, you know, that you're kind of stuck in or you're trying to fix something and you're frustrated because you don't have the tools. You know, you have one thing rather than a bunch of things. And then you're going to your neighbors and maybe they don't have them. So it's great when you can take care of things yourself. And that's part of being a do-it-yourself. That's part of this show, the RV Education and Maintenance Show. You know, I want you to be able to do things yourself. And it, it makes life so much easier. And I see that with um, many, many of my customers. When we show them how to do something or explain to them how to do something, become self-sufficient. And it's not just, you know, young guys. It's not just guys in general. It could be the wives, the females uh, who are RVing on their own. Maybe they lost their spouse and they're, they they want to pick up the torch and continue to RV. So all these things for do-it-yourself are, are very important, but it's the self, you know, it's you're, you're accomplishing something when you do it yourself. So as you can see, I'm I highly behind the do-it-yourself 
mantra. I, I believe in it 100% because I am a full-on do-it-yourselfer. Now, back to the tools. I went rambling on there, which I kind of hate doing because I hate listening to shows that do that. <laughs> Let's get to the point, right? That's why you're listening. So in our, in our toolkit, if you look at your basic hand tools, which could include, you know, a cordless drill, it's going to, you're going to want to have a set of wrenches and sockets, you know, that's widespread. You're going to use them on so many different things. It could be the engine tightening up bolts and nuts and bolts here and there bumpers. Um, you know, there's endless uses for that, especially with a travel trailer where you might do more suspension work, things like that. Um, probably more so than an RV because the RV chassis don't seem to have the same problems as a travel trailer, a fifth wheel might where you're going to replace leaf springs and hangers and things like that. So you want to have a set of sockets and wrenches, American metric. Um, you know, you're going to have to decide the brand, the quality and on everything here, you know, it's up to you to decide the quality, whether you want to buy brand names or you want to go to Harbor freight and buy just what they sell. You're gonna have to look at each situation, what the tools used for, you know, if it's a socket for replacing a spare tire, I wouldn't buy a cheap socket. I would buy a good socket, a good, you know, pry bar, you know, half inch pry bar. If you need an extension, buy quality stuff there because you don't want it to break when you're trying to change a spare. But overall, it's going to be up to you. You know, you can get mid-range tools, cheap tools, expensive tools. I always buy the better tools because I use them more often in my business and in my personal life. So that's kind of the way I go. And keep track of them too. Don't buy stuff just to lose it. You know, so many tools today are available in sets or kits where they come in a plastic box when everything's kind of organized. You know, if you can get that and get away with it, do it. Buy it that way. Then you keep track of something. If you do lose it, you can replace it so you're not stuck down the road. But anyways, back to the tools again. The, the screwdrivers, Phillips head and flathead are a must-have. You know, different sizes, you know, real small to pretty large. You know, large screwdriver sometimes uh, be more used as a, more often used as a pry bar than it will as a screwdriver, but handy to have and a here's a here's a, a tool that a lot of people see in stores they're generally on the counters at parts stores home depot you know they're they're right there it's like a six in one driver so you can change the bits out on it might come with you know six different types of bits and you can change them out buy something like that that you can put in torx head bits and square tip bits you know, Torx heads aren't used that often, but man, when you need one, you need it. You can't fake it. And you can even get Allen head bits for those. And that would be great. And then the square tip bits, the number one and the number two are used on RVs, you know, a lot on the exterior. And again, when you have one of those, that's pretty much what you have to have. So you can't fake it. So if you get one of those, you can just change the bits and generally the handle opens up or you can drop in the bits or they come in a kit. And if you can get a kit with a little assortment buy that and sometimes you can get kits with you know the 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 driver the screwdriver with the different bits and you can get it with you know 50 or 100 and it'll include sockets a lot of things that you better use around your rv that'll either go into that driver or you can use use them in a cordless drill and with a cordless drill you want to get the it's a uh it's a bit tool where the, the bits come in and out. I, I forget what it's called now. I had it in front of me and now I don't, but it'll come back to me sooner or later. But anyway, that, uh, it goes into the dryer to your drill and you know, you tighten it down and then you can take your bits in and out put one in, take one out, put one in, take it out. It's great for a, 
a wireless drill or a cordless drill, I should say. Oh, it's called a magnetic drive guide. I knew it would come back to me. And those things are usually included in a multi-piece drive bit set. So if you buy one of those, they're usually all-inclusive. You can get 50 pieces, 100 pieces. And a lot of the bits, you'll look at them, and you'll probably never use them. But, you know, they come in such uh, small and compact storage or, or cases that it's easy to store them. So that's definitely a must-have. And channel lock type pliers and i say channel lock because that's the brand that invented this type of plier you know they're the sliding adjustable pliers are great for a multitude of things especially when they don't have the flat uh pliers portion but it has a v shape so you can grab onto things a little bit tighter and a lot of guys might not know what those are but if you go to the tool store or the do-it-yourself store or home center just ask them for channel lock or channel lock type pliers you know the type channel lock type pliers are going to be cheaper than the channel lock brand so if you're trying trying to save money and of course regular pliers you know they're a must have in fact there's so many tools i'm going to i'm not going to go through my list here i'm going to post it on our website you'll be able to find it at radio arizona rv under episode 35 and I'll probably just keep adding to this as things change because, you know, I, I sat down and spent some time going through here and these are things that came to my mind and hopefully someone will email me and say, Hey Eric, you missed this, you missed that. Or ask a question. Why do you have that on there? I don't understand. And then I can, you know, put a reason why, cause I'm not going to explain all the tools. I'm not going to put pictures on the website either. I'm just going to have a listing here but it'll be pretty comprehensive and it might seem overwhelming, but a lot of these tools you might already have. So it simplifies that process. And remember it's an RV. You definitely have room for storage and if it's a trailer or a fifth wheel. You're pulling it with a truck. You know, you got room for tools, but you know, so you, you're almost your regular everyday basic tools, mechanic type tools would be a must have. Um, but there are certain things like a voltmeter, or a 12 volt test light, you know, when I say voltmeter, that'd be 110 volt and 12 volt. And then a 12 volt test light, those are invaluable. You know, you have electrical problems before you call an electrician, you can do some basic testing, see if it's a fuse, a breaker, you know, the outlet you're trying to plug something into, if it's an entire circuit, but it eliminates whether it's a gigantic problem at the pedestal or a 12 volt problem that's, you know, isolated to one or two things. And I bring this up because people ask me questions all the time. You know, I have an outlet that doesn't work. And then I start asking, did you test this? Did you test that? And that's how you start diagnosing things by testing other parts of that circuitry. You know, if it's a 12 volt or 110 volt, you know, you have 12 volt fuses. You don't pull them out to check them. You check them with a test light. That's the easiest, quickest, and most sure way of identifying a bad fuse not by pulling them out and eyeballing them, especially in a dark area underneath a dash or an awkward spot. It's easier with a test light. I mean, that's hands down the way to check a 12 volt fuse. Cordless drill and drill bits must have. And here's something um, quite often people don't think about. They're not expensive is a PEX tubing cutter. This kind of goes into the next portion I was going to get into about systems and kind of some spare parts, if you will for the water system, electrical and such, but a PEX tubing cutter makes cutting PEX tubing so much easier and cleaner. It's a nice, clean, straight cut. You're not using a hacksaw where you got to clean up the edges. This does it nice and clean and you're done. And it's certainly easier. And then a pressure relief valve tool. I've talked about that in past episodes about water heater maintenance, a hacksaw, 
and a tire gauge, whether it's digital or manual, but make sure the tire gauge will go up to the tire pressure of your tires. You know, some of the motorhome tires are hundred pounds plus travel trailer tires like mine are 80 pounds. So, you, you know, 80 PSI. So you got to make sure your gauge will go that high. So again, the list of tools beyond the website, radioarizonarv.com, and you want to check that out. Um, definitely these things are must have tools and you're going to be able to determine how many you need, you know, with sockets and wrenches, you know, how, how, how ex- excessive you want to get. Um, if you want to have five sixteenths through inch and a half wrenches, it's up to you. You probably don't need that, but you might decide you do, or you already have them and you're just going to throw them in your RV and carry them anyways, but you're going to have to decide some things, you know, a ball peen hammer. Do you want to have one, two or three? You know, it's up to you. What do you think you're going to be working on? What's your skill set? So keep that in mind as we go through this, it's up to you. It's your skill set, you know, what you're comfortable with, or if your spouse is helping you, what he or she is comfortable with, or, you know, your neighbors, you know, we, we get everybody involved sometimes. So it's a, it's a wonderful thing. And I do appreciate Carl sending me this email. Cause this is a great reminder. I love this because these are things that, uh, you know, I get into, I enjoy doing it, you know, knowing that I'm prepared. In fact, when we go out four wheeling, some people, they look to me for everything. They go, Eric's got that in his truck. You know, someone's stuck. Someone has a flat. Someone's broke down. Eric has something to fix that in his truck. And 99% of the time they're right. Cause I'm prepared, but I don't have, you know, 500 pounds of stuff in my truck either. I have what I need. So that comes with experience. And the more you RV, you might realize I have too many tools here. I need to thin this out a little bit, just like my service van. The other day I was thinking, I have more stuff in here than I need. I need to thin this out a little bit because less stuff you have, the less you're sorting through, the less things to lose, less things to just eyeball and have to digest. Will this work? So now back to our, to this and with systems, you know, in the RV, you have your electrical system, you have a water system, you know, you have your roof, which in itself is a system. It keeps the rain out, the moisture out, you know, it protects the inside of your RV, your windows, you know, they're a system in themselves because they can leak. You know, you have flooring, you have your heating system, you have your air conditioning system. So you have all these different systems that require different things. And so when it comes to systems though, when I'm, the things I'm going to talk about are pretty much where you're it's on a weekend. You can't get someone out to fix it or it's in the middle of the night. You, you spring a water leak, you know, you want to be able to just take care of it. Maybe not then, but first thing in the morning and you know, you're not, you, it's going to be early before any stores open. You just want to get taken care of, or you have to get it taken care of, or you're out dry camping. You don't have a choice, but to fix it. And without having to, you know, shut down and go, go back home or, you know, you're, you're stuck for 12 hours or 48 hours waiting for a store to open up. This is what I'm talking about. You know, these types of things where you can fix kind of an emergency because, you know, if, if your roof is leaking, it's raining out, it doesn't matter if you have sealant to repair it or not, you're still going to have to wait for the rain and the roof to dry before you put lap sealant on it. So there's some things that's not going to matter what's happening because you're just going to have to wait. And typically if your roof is leaking, And it's, you know, because it's raining out, you're probably going to be in an area where you can be able to fix that and go to a store and buy the proper things because you're going to have time. You're going to have, it's raining out. It's going to have to dry. The main thing is to just deal with the leak at that moment, you know, figure out what you can do to keep it from getting worse. You can put something on the top, 
even with a water leak. If you have a water leak and there's no way to fix it, but you need to have your water on, then, you know, work accordingly. Put some towels where that leak might be. Can you put a container underneath there? Can you keep it from spreading and causing any damage or more damage? So one of the things that I always tell people is to carry extra PEX tubing. PEX tubing is the water line in RVs. And it's referred to as PEX tubing because that's a brand. It's also called Quest tubing. There's Quest fittings. These are brands, but it's that type. PEX tubing comes in, you know, it's made by different people, but it's the same principle. It's the rigid tubing. It comes in three-eighths, half-inch, and three-quarter-inch diameter. Those are the sizes you're going to find in an RV. And I might add, this is used in a lot of homes nowadays, using remodels, and there's fittings called Shark Buy fittings, which you get at Home Depot, a place like that. Most RV stars, stores aren't going to sell a Shark Bike fitting, but they'll sell something similar, or they'll sell a flaret fitting. And flaret fittings are a compression-type fitting where it compresses onto the PEX tubing, then the other end would go to the toilet, the faucet, or whatever. But you can't go wrong with carrying you know, an extra two or three four or five feet of PEX tubing, whether it's three-eighths or half-inch or all three sizes, three-eighths, half, and three-quarter. If something, if you get a water leak, a fitting breaks or the seal and it goes bad and you have to take care of it and it's the middle of the night or on a weekend, this is one of the worst things to wait for any time to go by if you can fix it yourself because it's so easy to do. And it might be awkward. It might be behind a toilet or under a faucet, but if you can fix it, you're done with it. And all these water things are probably more awkward to fix than they are hard to fix because you're trying to get in behind corners, around walls, and things like that. But with the PEX tubing and some basic fittings, like some, a couple couplers for half inch and three eighths that have female pipe thread on both sides, a coupler that has female pipe, or a female pipe thread on one side and it goes to PEX on the other side, which any RV store can help you with this stuff. This is um, things that everybody sells. Having a shutoff valve for the uh, three-eighths and half-inch water line would be a good thing in case you have a leak and you can't fix past the leak, but you could put a shutoff valve in there and turn off the water at that point. Maybe it's a leak going to a toilet or a part of the RV. Now we don't have to shut down the whole RV. There's fittings that can go in line for packs where you can put a cap on it and cap off a line. So PEX tubing and some PEX or flaret fittings are ideal for uh, do-it-yourself repair, an emergency or not. Then, of course, you have the electrical side of the RV where you're going to have fuses. You know, and there's many different styles of fuses. Uh, we have mini, we have maxi, we have ATO, ATC, which are a common plastic fuse that have been around for decades now. It's what's called the regular fuse anymore. There's micro fuses, so there's a lot of fuses. So you have to see what your RV has. Most of them are going to have ATO, ATC, some maxis. A lot of you know vehicles now have maxi fuses in them. Then there's going to be the mini fuses, and you don't want to go out and buy an assortment pack of 500 fuses. You know you only need a few of them. You might find an assortment pack that'll work for your case, but just make sure that what fuses you have: mini, maxi, ATO, ATC. ATO and ATC look identical. And if fuse goes bad, you can fix that. Not a problem. Not that fuses are blowing all the time, but when they do, it's a quick fix. And generally, if a fuse blows more than once, you got a problem. You have a short somewhere. And along with the electrical, you're going to have some wire ties. Some people call them zip ties. 
you know, to tie things back. They're good in emergency situation too, sometimes for tying up something real quick. They're pretty stout and sturdy. They usually have to be cut off, but you know, tying up wires, getting them out of your way, cleaning up an installation, you know, keeping electrical tape on hand. You know, if you have to, um, put in some, uh, you know, electrical, uh, connections outside it's always nice to tape them up real good and i shouldn't say outside but in an an environment where they might get wet or moist Uh, electrical tape a battery terminal cleaner you know a wire brush sometimes will work on all batteries they do have battery terminal cleaners specific for battery types you might want to invest one of those if it'll work with all your batteries or you know analyze it but even a wire brush a small wire brush will work great for almost all battery terminals um, might be kind of awkward at times, but it'll work. Um, duct tape. Here's something that, uh, I think I said electrical tape, but duct tape, duct tape should, a roll should last you a lifetime. It shouldn't become the fix all tape. I see it on awnings all the time or the gorilla tape. This stuff is the worst thing in the world to use for any lasting period of time. Cause it leaves this residue on everything. It generally dries up and it creates a mess. Only use duct tape if you absolutely have to and remove it as soon as possible. Don't let it become this ugly glob of mess on your RV or your awning or wherever you use it. Always try to use tape that when you remove it, there's no residue. Teflon tape goes back to our PEX tubing in the water systems. You want to have Teflon tape. And if you're using propane or changing propane lines or fittings and you need to use a tape on there, you want to use a tape that's made for gas which that tape is generally yellow it's generally four or five times more expensive than teflon tape but it's made for propane and gas systems so don't skimp there spray lubricant having an assortment of screws and nuts and bolts for your rv and that doesn't mean you have to go to home depot and spend three hundred dollars on um nuts and bolts you know you only need a few maybe quarter inch nuts, some quarter inch bolts. You know, every RV is a little bit different. I'm just kind of thinking of the things that I use kind of on a regular basis where I'm going into our service van getting things out or customers come in looking for. So it's not big, gigantic bolts. You know, it's not big, gigantic nuts and washers. It's the smaller stuff for awnings, you know, furnaces, you know, something comes loose, a nut falls off that's holding a bracket on somewhere. You know, it's basic things. And the screws, though, like, you know, square tip screws, you know, some quarter-inch hex head screws, self-tapping ones are great. Those seem to be pretty common. Um, you know, you, you want to install something or something's loosens up and the screw's a little short, you want to put a longer screw, but you don't have to have hundreds of them. You know, if you have... Just a few of each, you know, if you go to, oh, swap me some place like that, they sell that stuff, you know, by the weight or whatever, you know, I don't know. You just have to figure that out how you want to get them, but you don't need a, you know, gobs of them. You just need a few. In fact, most of the time when someone comes in our store looking for screws, they only need one or two. Hey, my fender skirt came off and I just need four of these screws. Do you have them? So you kind of have to muddle through that. You know, if you take something off your RV, you're replacing it and you save some of the old screws, you know, so a lot of people do, there's nothing wrong with that because when you need that screw, you need it. Hose clamps are great, you know, for your water system in an emergency, a hose clamp might work on PEX tubing, but most importantly for your engine or, or a non high pressure water systems, you know, if you've added something in and you're using the soft pliable water hose maybe to a water pump you know a hose clamp will work for that 
under the hood, you know, on, on the, if you have a, a class, a motor home, even on a pickup truck, you're having a couple of clothes, clothes, uh, clamps or hose clamps isn't a bad thing. Of course, rags and paper towels to wipe things up, keep your hands clean, wipe stuff off. You know, if you got something leaking out, you need something to absorb it. And you know, your paper towels are cheap. You can get those blue ones that are like work paper towels and, uh, or work rag paper towels and they work pretty good. So that's kind of, you know, there's a lot to this. I mean, as you're listening, you're probably going, oh, this guy's just going to ramble on about everything under the sun here. But, you know, I can't get into all of it. I'm just trying to cover some ground here. But look at your RV and think about how you travel, where you go, and the things that you might come across or the things that your um, fellow RVers encounter that you talk to, you know, maybe at an RV park. They just pull in. They tell you the things that happened. You know, were they prepared? Did they have a roadside emergency? You know, roadside emergencies don't happen off that often, but sometimes just pulling over to take care of something else. You might be there for an hour or two. You know, it's not always a flat tire or an engine breaking down. So, you know, do you have flares, whether the type, you know, the stick type that actually have a, a flame that comes out or a small flame, or do you have LED type, which are what really you should have. They just work great. They're not dangerous. You don't have to worry about starting a fire or burning anything. You know, carry some extra batteries, and uh, they're tough. Um, they work nice, the LED types of flares. You know, cones, the reflective triangles. You can get small cones now today or reflective triangles like what the truck drivers use. You know, you see a semi pulled over the road. They got those rectangular uh, reflective rectangles or triangles, excuse me, out on the highway. You can't miss them, and they do that for a reason because it's safe. They don't want to get hit. They don't want their truck hit. You should have the same attitude with an RV. You don't want to get hit. Someone running into you. And some of these things you won't use that often. But when you do need it, especially at nighttime and you have a flat or a breakdown or stuck on the side of the road, you want to be prepared for it. You want to have a flashlight. You know, you want to have a fire extinguisher. If you need to lay on the ground or you're changing a a spare or putting on a new tire, your spare tire, you have a ground cloth you can put on the ground. You know, it might be hot out, might be cold out, might be wet out. Um, You know, it might be extremely dirty, muddy. Do you want to get filthy? You know, the less damage you can impact on yourself or your clothing or the RV when you get back in it, you're going to be covered in mud, but you're just glad to get on the road and you jump in the driver's seat. You know, little things like that. Take a few extra moments, but it's well worth it, especially if the ground is icy cold or free or, you know, boiling hot. You know, you don't want to burn yourself and it's just, makes it nice it's easier to do you can set stuff on your tools on the cloth and you can see them <clears throat> so roadside emergencies are you know they're kind of a game in themselves be prepared have the right thing so you're visible and remember pull off to the road far enough so you can't get hit but don't go too far where you're off into the dirt and could possibly get stuck or a whole nother situation starts from there but be prepared for it. Have your stuff at one spot, you know, where everybody in RV knows where it is so everybody can help. So it's not just one person struggling to get this done. You know, of course, there's miscellaneous things, you know, rope, bungee cords, work gloves, scissors, a small shovel, you know, maybe a, a three-foot spade-type shovel, four-foot. Some people get the military-type ones that fold up. I want to use one of those. I'd get a longer one with a handle on it, maybe four feet long or three feet long pocket knife, a seven foot aluminum ladder. If you have an RV and you, you know, you got to get on the roof. There's certain times you got to do maintenance. If you have the place to hang it on a ladder rack or a bike rack, or you can put it in um, 
storage, you know, if you have a basement model type RV, a six or seven foot aluminum ladder, always a must have. Then also all RVs have awnings on them and RV awnings have are notorious for, you know, unfurling or unraveling or unrolling while you're traveling down the road, you get a heavy wind and the fabric starts billowing out. You know, they're designed not to do that, but sometimes those design mechanisms break and the fabric will come out. Be prepared for that. You know, and I'm not saying go to the extreme because I'm going to suggest having a box cutter to remove the fabric if needed. You know, a sharp knife, you get up there and just cut that fabric off and be done with it. You know, the roller tube will want to unroll all the way and that'll probably startle you, but at least that fabric's done. You can keep traveling. That's in an emergency if you absolutely have to do that. But Velcro straps to tie the arms closed on a patio awning if they're coming loose wire ties to do the same thing tie up those arms you know tools in general to remove the awning you know i've talked to so many people where they've actually taken the awning off on the side of the road and then somehow they get it in their rv or they tie it on the roof the roller tube and and they you know get to where they're going then they start dealing with it and that makes sense you know if you can do that if you got a problem awning you know there's no point in being stuck with that if you can take it off by all means take it off but remember, when you cut that fabric, it's going to cost you more money, but it might save you money by not causing more damage to your RV or to the awning itself. So I've been going on now for about 30 minutes. My voice is getting raspier. I've, ever since I've been sick earlier this year, just my voice isn't coming back. So I'm going to call it quits here. I think we've covered it, though. There's a lot of things to carry. And like I said, it'll be on the website, RadioArizonaRV.com, under episode 35. And look at the list, check it out, determine what you have, what you need, and adjust as you go. It's not a all-inclusive list. It's not the list to die for or to die by. It's just a list, things that I think you know would definitely be helpful. And I'm going to add and subtract as time goes on, make it more inclusive, break it down more by categories as well. So, hey, I want to thank everybody for listening again to Radio Arizona RV, episode number 35. And keep those emails coming. I love the ideas. Every every idea that I've gotten has been worth an episode, and I'm building a list on them, so I'm going to tackle them one by one. So the next email I get will be one more item that I'm going to do. And, of course, they keep coming, so the list is growing. So, again, thank you. And I want to thank you again for listening to Radio Arizona RV.